0: truer alone part 6 same and different just let those words sink in for a second same and different isn't it mind-boggling how things can be the same and different winter time in the midwest if you hate snow just let your bias go for a second the winter time is beautiful It's cold, (laughs) obviously. Have you ever taken walks through a snow shower? Samuel used to all the time. His dad goes on night walks every night. When it would snow, Samuel and his brother would go too. There was something about being in the middle of it that felt magical. It's simple if you make it simple. Frozen water. Falling delicately all around you. It crunches as you compact it under your feet. It collects on your hair and shoulders. It collects on your windshield and flies upward when you drive, making it feel like you're jumping into hyperspace. There's a stillness in the air. If you step outside, what do you hear? Nothing. Silence. It's beautiful. Then the spring comes, it's cold, the sun is up sooner and gone later, sometimes it's warm if the sun is out. Life resurrects in the trees and on the ground. Step outside and what do you hear? Maybe the birds, maybe, if they're not there though, nothing. Silence. Winter and spring. Two things. They're the same and different. The same in the links they have to each other and the way they transition between the two. And different because of time. Two things. One thing. One thing can be the same and different. One thing can be broken, it can be repaired, it can have a collection of timeless traits and characteristics and can hold a bunch of new ones. The difference is apparent when separated in time. Those two points are where people take notice. They don't mind mentioning of the in-between because they don't pay attention to it. Or maybe they do, but it's not significant enough. Those kinds of people are insignificant. And if point A is the start line, and point B is the finish line, and they were silent during A but only nicer the closer you were to B, they're also insignificant. If they didn't even know A but knew B, be careful. It's hard to judge who is fair-weathered when they didn't always know you. A real one will encourage the caterpillar, protect the cocoon, and celebrate the butterfly. They will love you. They will love the same thing, even when it's different. You're just like dad. You talked to me to annoy me into getting up. Well then, better get to it, Caterpillar, because I'm not stopping. A while ago, Samuel started this little tradition for himself. It's like a reward. Delaney started traveling a lot to go visit Sarah. He had many weekends and weeks to himself. Of course he stayed back. He was the one working, paying the bills, yada yada yada. So on Sundays, after a long work week and a killer double shift on Saturdays, The busiest day of the week, he would wake up and go get an order of a double stack of pancakes and eggs over easy from the diner by mom and dad's. He'd eat it on the patio at their house, or go to the park by the hiking trail, or this hidden drive that led right to this private spot by the lake. Even after he moved, he continued to go to the same diner to support the business, but he was feeling less motivated to make the drive after waking up all sore and drained. I'm going to that place down the road on the corner. He's going to that place down the road on the corner. (laughs) If you make little traditions for yourself, you know what this is about. It's like Mac Miller said. Having fun is okay. Not that anyone is really getting wild about some pancake action. Hey, yeah, you listening. That wasn't meant to be dirty. (laughs) Get your mind out of the gutter. Hey, I'm talking to you now, Samuel. You should probably shower first. You didn't do that after work last night. Okay. And wear something other than sweats. Like what? My work clothes? That's all I got. Alright. But what about those? I outgrew those pants three years ago. I look like Urkel wearing them. I don't even know why I still have them, to be honest. Well, then a clothing haul seems to be in order soon. With what money? Give it a couple weeks. You're gonna be tired as heck, but you'll have more money. And you have those gift cards you never used. Oh, yeah. So Samuel hopped in the shower and washed away all the remnants of hard work from the day before. When he got out, he was surprised by what he found lying on his bed. Ivy. He hadn't seen either of the cats in a while. If he did, it was a quick glimpse of them dashing around the corner. He put food in their dishes and cleaned their litter boxes so he knew they were alive and in the house. Hi, Ivy, he said delicately, stretching out his speech, trying not to scare her. He reached his hand out to pet her, but she quickly dashed before he could even reach a foot away from her. I told her these cats hate me, he said to himself. He stepped outside into the garage and pressed the button on the corner to open the door. It was actually not that cold outside, like warm enough to go without a jacket even, despite the breeze from the lake. He could walk to the corner diner, but he was starving and that was a half mile down the road, so he decided to drive. There's something about a Sunday morning. When the sun is shining through the trees. When you're in the car driving, the same as you always do. But everything feels a bit slower. Almost cinematically. You can be happy, or sad, or angry. It doesn't matter. The view of it all takes you back and makes whatever mood you're in better. They say there's a link between seasonal depression and sun exposure, but what? I think I could be okay. I can live this life for something. I mean, I can still have purpose, right? That sun hitting through the glass on my face feels so warm. Look at everything. Man, look at the lake. Is it always that color? I can do this. I can survive. I was doing this for two livelihoods before. I miss hugs. Man, how I miss hugs. I'm feeling loved. Did I really know what that actually felt like though? It's kinda weird. I mean, it's like I don't really feel anything about that anymore. It wasn't real. Was that all it took? To get over her? It's just like that person I saw that I did all those things with for was in a way not actually real. If that love wasn't real, but set the bar that high, then the real thing has to be even better, right? Probably, but it's kind of a lot to ponder right now, don't you think? I mean, yeah, but life is a lot to ponder in general. One day at a time, Samuel. I think it's best to just focus on yourself for now. You've got all the time to think about that. You only have to focus on one person now. Samuel pulled up to the diner. It sits right in the middle of a fork in the road. The whole parking lot might as well have been filled with handicapped spots. Most of the cars had those on their dash whether they were parked on one or not, anyway. When he walked in, it was all eyes on him, like everyone had suddenly become a challenger for a staring contest. There was only one open table on the north side of the room. The sign by the door read, Please wait to be seated. But the lady by the register hollered, Go ahead and seat yourself, honey. So he walked on over. and opened the menu that was already laying there as if he was actually considering eating something different. He shuffled through, but all the breakfast items were on the back side of the closed menu. I'll be right with you, a girl's voice says as she zooms by. Samuel looked up, but only saw the back of her head as she had already passed. They had different kinds of pancakes on the menu, different toppings, different ingredients. (laughs) Better ingredients, better... Oh, don't finish that. We don't need to be dealing with another legal issue. Sorry. It was more cost-effective to get a triple stack, but Samuel knew he wouldn't finish all that, and taking it hope for later, after drowning it in syrup, he definitely wouldn't be snacking on soggy leftovers either. Eggs are expensive here, Samuel. Hi there, that same voice from before said, but now standing above and to the side of Samuel. He looked up to acknowledge her. Above the graphic t-shirt with the diner's name and logo was a beautiful face. Her two-toned hair shined in the sunlight hitting through the window from behind Samuel. He noticed her hazel eyes that glowed from the sun for a second until she squinted and covered her face with the hand she held her surfer brook in. "'I'm sorry,' she began. "'The sun is right in my eyes. "'I'm Iris. I'll be taking care of you today,' she said smiling." Samuel returned her smile with that trademarked white person grin. "'Iris,' he said. "'Like the song?' She laughed, just slightly, and looked down. "'Or like Iris from The Flash, but yeah.' Samuel didn't know a lot of girls that watched those shows. She continued. "'Can I get you started with something to drink?' "'Um, water, please. And I know what I want already, actually,' he answered. "'Sure.' she said, getting her notepad ready. I'll just take a double stack, he paused to let her write, and two eggs over easy. Okay, she said as she finished scribbling. I'll take your menu back if that's okay. Yeah, he said, handing it to her. Thanks, she said, slightly hissing on the end of the word and smiling at him before walking away. Come on, Samuel, loosen up. You can smile back next time. She's just my server. She's supposed to smile. Oh yeah? Tell that to the waitress over there chewing her gum like a cow writing down her order. She looks like she's rolling her eyes at her customers right now. Okay, but you're supposed to anyway. I do that. You don't smile like that. But I, I did catch that thing you did, poking fun of her name. I was just making conversation. I don't like when people just spit their order at me and make me feel like I'm just a server. Okay. Rizzler, dude, (laughs) all I'm saying is just relax. It's okay to flirt a little. We're working on your confidence now. A few moments went by, and Samuel sat kind of staring at his hands. He refrained from being on his phone. He didn't want to seem like just another young person glued to their device. He did think about it, though life began now doing things that he hadn't done before simple things like taking a picture of the place you're eating at tagging the location posting on your snapchat story but wait what make it private why you don't want delaney keeping track of what you're doing trust me are you gonna follow that with some kind of spoiler no not right now And also make sure she can't see your location. I don't want to seem like I'm getting all defensive with her, though. She kind of shook me with her passive threat of entitlement last time she was here. I don't want to trip her off. Samuel, check your phone. Try to find her location. She... she blocked it from me? Yeah. You don't have to lie to her now. I know you never have, but you don't owe her that kind of transparency. She's not your friend." Okay, but I'm not going to block her on anything yet. She still sends me messages, I just... I feel like that's too much right now. She'll get offended, if you say so. Some minutes go by and Iris returned with a plate in each hand. One with the pancakes, and one with the eggs. "'Okay, double stack and over easy,' she said, placing them on the table. "'Anything else for—' she started. "'Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I never brought you your water.' "'Oh, that's fine,' Samuel said. "'I didn't even notice. Give me two seconds,' she said before quickly walking away. Samuel unrolled his silverware and started cutting around the yolk of his eggs. He looked over as he noticed her making her way back to him. An old man at a nearby table waved his finger in the air in her direction, but she blocked him out of her tunnel vision of Samuel's table. "'Here you go,' she said. "'How's every—' she instinctually began to let out. "'Oh, you haven't started eating yet.' Samuel cracked a smile, looking at his food. "'No, but I'm sure it's good. It looks really good,' he said, cupping his hands together under the table. "'Okay,' she said, smiling. Anything else at the moment? No thanks, I think this is fine, he answered. What did you say your name was again? She asked. Samuel, he told her. Samuel, she repeated back to him smiling. Okay, Samuel, well, enjoy your breakfast. The old man was still in the background behind her, staring her down, probably waiting to gesture her over again. She turned around and walked right to him. She definitely did see him on the way over. She definitely ignored looking over at him because she was looking over at you, Samuel. How are the pancakes, though? Yeah. These are really good. New regular Sunday place, then? I mean... (laughs) diner food doesn't really miss, though, ever. Yeah, you're probably right. She works just about every Sunday, by the way. Dude. She was just my waitress. I'm just trying to find simple things to make myself happy right now. I'm not going to let it be in some pretty girl I just met that smiled at me while she was... So you did think she was pretty? Yeah, but I've never gotten that kind of attention except from Delaney when she first met me. I wouldn't expect anything to change. But everything's changed. You can do anything you want. Be anything you want but it all has to start with believing in yourself. I've never known you to be cocky, but you need to be confident in yourself, who you are and how you look, because you know it's not attractive? A guy who's all down and out about himself, with making platonic friends too. You've got a light in you, let it out. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't apologize, dude. You're a good guy, Samuel. You'll see. In time. Okay. I'm just about done here. I'm gonna go up and pay my bill. So Samuel went up and waited at the register, hoping Iris would be the one closing him out. Also because the other waitress on the floor seemed kind of mean and impatient. But just as luck would have it, the other lady was the one who came over and helped him at the register. What'd you have, hon? She asked. It's kind of ironic how some of the most bitter-looking people can still speak so sweetly. Like, she seemed like she was hating her morning, but she could still call him Hun and Honey. A double stack and two eggs? He answered. Drink? She asked. Um, no, I, I didn't have one, he told her. 8.47, she said, tearing the receipt off the printer. He handed her a 10 and took out a $5 bill and some singles to put on his table for Iris Tip. "'Next time your waitress can get your receipt for you,' the lady said. "'Oh, I'm sorry,' he said, and she walked away. He walked over and placed $8 on the table for Iris. Twenty percent of his bill as a tip would have been lousy, so he matched the bill minus the loose change. He turned to head towards the door. Iris was standing angled with her back towards the entrance. He didn't want to get her attention.' They'd pretty much already said goodbye anyway. As he pushed his shoulder into the door, the bell above jingled. Bye, Samuel, he heard Iris say. He looked over to her and conjured up a modest smile. Have a good day. It was nice meeting you, she furthered. You too, he said back to her. Then he was out the door. He got into his car and began scrolling on YouTube to find a song to listen to for the five-minute drive home. Suddenly, a notification came up on his phone. It's... it's a notification from Facebook. I just got a friend request from Iris. It's a good thing I deleted everything with Delaney on here. I don't even use Facebook, except to look at the work schedule anyway. I... I don't really know how to take this. Is she just being friendly? Should I accept it now, or should I wait? What do you think I should do? I said, what do you think I should do? Hey, can you hear me? Hello? Great. All on my own again. I don't know what I'm doing with this girl. How to tell this story. He always seems a little out of touch and insensitive sometimes. But I could really use his higher perspective right now. I'm used to doing things on my own anyway. I'll just figure it out, I guess. Anyway, um, I decided to wait until I got home to accept her request. Was she showing interest in that way? Uh, a part of me thinks so but I don't think I can trust my intuition anymore when it comes to girls. Maybe I could ask Mina. I don't know. How do I do this? Like, do I just tell you what I'm... This just kinda of feels like a block now. I'm sorry. Just bear with me. Um, when I got home, I shut the door right behind me. Since the last time Delaney was here, I really don't know when she's going to be back. What she took with her was just a fraction of her possessions, not to mention the cats. Half the guest room is filled with her stuff. If if we're not together anymore, I just kind of want it gone. Moving on has been really tough, but looking at her stuff every day is just a painful reminder. My body is sore, and I slept well last night, but my eyes feel so tired. I decided to lay down and listen to music. I haven't really listened to music in a while, and if I have, it's been one or two songs in my car. I haven't kept up on anything new lately. I laid on the couch and felt tired enough to need to close my eyes, but never actually fell asleep. I got up on occasion to make lunch and dinner. I kinda just laid around and sank into the couch. I felt like I was resting but I don't feel rested. When the evening came, I decided I should probably go to the gym before I fell asleep for real. I took the long way to get there. I think it's technically the long way anyway. It feels like a shorter drive time-wise, but maybe it's because it's the most scenic route. Lake Road is this town's Ocean Avenue. It may not be the ocean, but it's just as beautiful to me. It's mid-spring and the sun still sets before nine o'clock. The orange in the sky dances like fire and the reflection on the lake beneath it. Everything around on the land is taken over by its compelling shade as well as adopting an orangish tone. That's a good song. You know, the one by Zach Bryan? I'll put that one on. You ever feel like you find the right songs at the right time in your life? I've listened to country before, but I kind of only listen to a little bit of everything. What if I made a playlist starting now of the songs that helped me get through this? Whether it's a sad song or happy, then I can look back on it next year and reconnect with the stages it took me to get there. I pull up to the gym and there's two people inside. I know it's no big deal, but this is a small gym and I picked it for that reason. It's a guy and a girl. They look like they might be a couple. Yeah, I, I think they're a couple. He's bigger and taller. He's got a full-on beard, so I can't even tell how old he they probably are. Why is the gym so intimidating? It's literally two people. They could be really nice. I don't want to look stupid doing something being in here. You know what? Forget it. I'm going in. This is my release. I'm not doing this for anyone but myself. Who cares if I do get made fun of? Delaney said things to me that I'm sure no one else could ever top. As I walk inside, I notice them talking near the front to each other and making discreet side eyes looking over at me. Logic tells me that they're just looking over to notice who entered the building. And security tells me they're scanning me and already making an assessment and it's probably not a good one. I put my backpack into one of the cubbies and take my gym shoes out. They're prob—they're pretty much the only things that I carry in- inside of it anyway. I lace up and, yeah, just the thing every gym goer dreads. The guy is using the machine I wanted to start on. It's really not a big deal, just more of a nuisance. I can either go on to something else and come back to that machine, or I can simply go up to him and ask him, hey, if you, would you mind sharing? The worst he could say is no, maybe. I mean, there's probably a really harsh hypothetical outcome to the scenario, but we're not about that anymore. Honestly, I don't even feel nervous right now. Normally, I'd be shaking over-rehearsing the lines in my head as I approach him, but I'm not. I'm simply waiting for him to be in between sets, and I walk right up to him and say, Hey dude, how many more sets do you have left? Oh, I just did my first set, actually, he tells me. Oh, would you mind sharing? Is it okay if I jump in with you? I ask him. Yeah, sure, go ahead, he answers. I'm Samuel, by the way, I tell him. Nice to meet you. I'm Steven. That's my girlfriend Amy, he says to me. I look over and she waves from across the room. Nice to meet you too, I return. I look down and notice his one leg is covered in tattoos front to back. I like your tattoos. What are they, I ask. It's Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy Krueger, and Dexter, he answers. We went on to talking about scary movies, superhero shows, and I found out he used to be in a couple bands. His girlfriend Amy came over and talked too, eventually. Already, this approach at a new me was taking off. I was meeting new and nice people. I exchanged Snapchat IDs with Steven and Amy. I think I just made some new friends. I may be completely on my own, navigating these things now and I do miss having that other guy to be my voice of reason but it feels like I'm about to hit a high point in my life. Maybe things are already taking an upward turn. Life is tough. That seems like an oversimplification and it's only part of the experience. I wouldn't really call it 50-50. Some people definitely have it tougher than most. I wouldn't say I'm one of those people, but I'm feeling the weight of it nonetheless. It's the lows that really make you appreciate the highs in life, if you get any. I don't know what's in store for me this summer. I had a plan, and that canned. All I can do is keep pushing. Today was a good day. Tomorrow could be a bad one. I don't know until I get there. And what I do, I'm going to do everything I can to make it a good one. There's beauty in the wonder of life, such an infinite source of joy.